0: what's going on guys and welcome to totally blitz podcast the fight club today we're talking usc in the apex so let's introduce our host of the show i'm paul pick and win concha the totally blitz mma guru i'll take the title and i got my drink and i got my joint <laughs> I'm with i mean you're the
1: mma guru because you do the most studying you 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 enjoy the sport the most, and you be up earliest to watch the prelims. But I'm the MMO. I'm in a. I'm the MMA dickhead. You feel me? I'm just here to see somebody get hurt. That's all I care about. I'm just here. to But just I'm I'm the I'm the Skip Bayless. I'm the Stephen A. Smith of the MMA world. <laughs> I just want violence, man. And this is your boy Lil KK, aka the Don Pye, and the mother with the hashtags, the motherfucker with the hashtag sauce. Oh,
2: what's going on, boys? You ain't know what it is, man. I'm the am the MMA
0: student right
2: now. I'm still learning.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, what's going on, boys? We got a fucking stat, not stack card, but very good card this weekend. We got another good card in boxing. We've been busy with this podcast and shit, so. Let's jump into it. We got another fucking UFC Apex fight on our hands. Before we go into our co-main event, if y'all didn't know, y'all need to know, Habib Nurmagomedov's cousin is fighting on this card, Umar Nurmagomedov. And that boy will be in the future top 10 pound-for-pound rankings and a future champion. He legitimately is Habib. That throw that with a fucking if y'all watch One Piece, he's Sanji mixed with a b This man throws fucking kicks like they're punches. This man will wrestle you and destroy you. He really is one of a kind. And they don't put minus one thousand favorites on people for no reason. Like that's that's how nice this dude is. And I'm tired of him fighting non-ranked opponents because if he fights non-ranked opponents, he is minus one thousand favorites. He's he needs to do it like they're gonna do him like Shamaia. They're gonna have him fight a top five guy probably in the next year or so. He's gonna go from unranked to a fucking a top five guy in the division like overnight just because he's so skilled. He destroys anyone who doesn't have a number next to his name.
1: That's crazy. Though. I respect it. I think um that family is like it's setting up a bloodline. Like it started off with their dad who passed, and now it's going to um. It's going to them and like they're dangerous because of that mindset that they're kind of doing. They said the dad used to just walk around everywhere with his bag. He never went anywhere without his bag. So like it only made sense that his that his that his all his sons and nephews bought up and got that bag too in the UFC. So like I know I'm rocking with the Namurga the menadawals any day, but like it's gonna be a dangerous fight. I really want to go check bro, out, check bro,
0: highlight real. Life. I don't want to see like What's his takedown? Did you tell me earlier? Under- uh, his takedown. Let me see. I can pull that up. So I know he has like five. He averaged My but I, I undervalued it. He averages seven and a half takedowns a fight, and he's wow. only got three round fights. His uh, wow. significant strike percentage is at sixty eight percent. His submission averages per fights two and a half. Uh, so he goes for attempts. Like he's so skilled. Like. He truly is. He's somebody who everybody had on their, uh, uh, like, uh, focus. Everyone's focused. like, Okay, we know he's legit. Then he kind of had a knee injury. People thought that knee injury was so bad he might not be the same. Came back his last fight and completely dominated the guy. And It's not just his takedowns. Because, like, if he was to fight you stand-up, he's better than 90% of any stand-up fighters in this division. Like, he will beat you any way possible. He has insane IQ, insane footwork. His speed is like fucking lightning fast. And then that doesn't even talk about his grappling. So he's just ah. a different level of talent that we just have. Like I said, Khabib was a storm. But imagine a storm that was throwing fucking kicks like punches. Like it's, he's, That's crazy. The boy's going to be a whole
2: nother beast.
0: And, um, What's up?
1: Oh, we didn't know what to do with it. Mark, what are you doing? Marcus, what are you doing if a motherfucker pulls up on you tries to fight and just throw straight kicks?
2: Getting the fuck out of there.
1: <laughs> get the fuck up out of there. Hey, I'm bringing a... You got to bring a chainsaw to fight somebody like that. because you you I don't can't,
2: fuck like, with kicks, bro. <laughs>
1: hey, Kevin you Hart crashed once, it away from me. Deadass. Kevin Hart once said, bro, if you get kicked in the face, bro, you deserve it because you watch the foot go from the from the floor to your motherfucking face, and like I just couldn't imagine fighting somebody that just I know that's all he's gonna want to do, and he's still landing bitches because his his he sets him up so nice, he has fluid technique, and he and his fucking uh, toolbox is so fucking deep. He can he could hit me with his third best screwdriver, and it'll still fucking land.
0: But and uh no this no disrespect to his opponent nate man he's 14 and 1 3 and 0 in the ufc on a four or five win streak of his own right but like that should put into a like he's a solid prospect 14 and 1 3 and 0 in the ufc and umar's minus 1000 against him like it, we don't need to keep watching him with these tune up stay busy fights like let's get like chemayev like we threw him in with a dog, and we saw that he really was a dog. Like, I think it's time we throw Umar and Omega Meloff in with the dogs. Like he's, and he's not like Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's all about, oh, I need to be paid more. stuff. Nah, like, he's, he's a Dagestanian warrior. Like, he's just going to fight just because he enjoys it.
1: Yeah, nothing else better to do that more so he said, fuck it. Let me, let me go to war.
0: Yeah, but that was just a quick little – if y'all don't – like, he's on the main card, so he does have the recognition. So, uh, it's come in a little early if you don't plan on watching the main card, just the main event or something. Come in early and just watch Umar off go to work, and you can tell yourself, yeah, I was a fan of him before he was even ranked.
1: And that's on the main card, not the prelims?
0: He's on the main card. This is first fight on the main card, but he's the second fight on the main card. So, there's four fights after him, so he's not even, like, the right up there. But – Still grinding, still growing. I think he's gonna be a fucking force on the top ten pound for pound list soon enough. Former, future belt holder too, because he is only like twenty nine, so he's still like he's in his prime.
1: I respect it, motherfucking. I'm satisfied. Though. I seen um, I seen there are some Khabib interviews going on. Cheers. There was some Khabib, down the hatch. There are some Khabib interviews that have been um posted recently on YouTube on the Eagle FC YouTube channel. So I saw that, and I'm thinking like, yo, like Eagle FC 76." I'm thinking that shit finna go down, but I'm, I'm finna go down. You shouldn't see um Khabib's talking about how he um, how it runs, how they run um, how they run the, um, the company and everything like that. So I was kind of hurt when I found out that UFC have the um, the the event happened May 20th. We missed it. We didn't even cover it. I'm kind of disappointed myself. So but, motherfucker, how do you feel about Khabib and the Eagle FC? Like, what do you think is the future of
0: that? See, when you called me and told me about the Eagle FC, I was shocked. Because I was like, I would have heard of it. Because like, I, I, I'm not like I stay tuned with them, but I at least see them in my recommendations because of all the stuff I watch.
1: You and, keep and, it ear to the streets. You keep yeah.
0: To the street. So, I was a little shocked. And then you said Junior Dos Santos. And then I was like, that motherfucker popped his arm out of place in the middle of a fight and lost, like on like, a month and a half ago. That's crazy. And then... And then you said Habib is the part, and I was like, Habib's gonna be in the Mike Medoff's corner this fucking weekend. What's going on? like? <laughs> like me? Like my head was just turned around because I was like, nothing makes sense anymore. Like what? Like at if this point, if Eagle FC is happening. And then uh, but that was a good little twirl, twirl of the day, twirl of the day.
1: Oh yeah, that shit was a fun. Ish. But I want to see, I want to see that shit grow, and I kind of want to see like. The way, the more and more the MMA gets broader and the MMA becomes a bigger and more more just accepted thing around the world, even though it's pretty accepted in a lot of other countries, but like it just like gets more, the only science, science will come into it and then there's just going to be more as it builds and grows. So I'd love to see like maybe a couple different superpowers like there's the WBC, WBO, IBF. I want there to be a UFC, Eagle FC, the KFC, the Kev Fight Club, motherfucking... No, yeah. No, the TBFC, the TBFC totally blitz fight club, like motherfucking fighting championships, like motherfucking. I'd love to see that so that way they could do more cross promotions, uh, a comeback of pride, like so that could be cross-promotional fighting. So like I haven't you can, you can really sit down because Kamaru Guzman said it best it's one thing to say that you're genuinely the best in the world. So if you it's one thing to say that being in the best in the best league. In the best league and you're fighting the best fighters, but what if they're best, what if there were other great fighters in other places that just got paychecks or like has different loyalties or something like that? Like that would be it, and then you got to fight them, and then you really got to sit down and say, like, yo, I'm the best in the motherfucking world, which is which would be pretty cool. So I was like, I would love to see these young, these other um entities grow into something deep. I
0: wanna see them boys throw, I uh, throw. I want to see them boys grow, I wanna see them boys become established, but a White got this shit in a fucking chokehold right now. And on top of him having it in a chokehold, all the other ones, like One, uh, Rising, Strikeforce, like all the Bellator, usually what happens, their biggest stars, once they become their biggest star and like a superpower, UFC comes and gets them. And it's not, I don't know if it's because more money, but it's like what you said, like you can be the Bellator champ and you might think you're better than the ufc champ in the same weight division but no one in the streets no one in the in the mma communities no one's ever going to give you that accolade and it's because how far we've grown to this uh, uh, automatically assume that ufc is the best like no matter yeah, what everyone you know, everyone wants to be a
2: ufc champion no one wants to be anything else and, uh,
0: and uh, just like uh you'll see like DC was champion of Strike Force. He came over. Um, Manda Nunes, I believe, was the champion of Strike Force. He came over. Uh, there was a uh, who, who was the big champion? Yuri. Uh, he was champion at Rising. He just came over um, and he's in the championship. Like, like Umar, he was champion at PFL, I believe. He came over. And uh, like, I think that might end up happening. He might become the biggest outside of the UFC or people in that country and region who can't get to the United States to do the UFC. It'll be like, like everyone in Europe might be like, yeah, I'm the like, yeah, gonna... world champion. Because once I become the world champion, PFL opens the doors to go to the US and have the money to back you to get into like these super big fights. So I think that's what it'll, it'll become. But I do hope it can rival the UFC just because fighters need more money. And because of just competition, it only makes better fights because uh, the companies will put on better fights. To, do better than the other company like oh other company has a big fight this weekend we have a big fight this weekend and they'll throw together the best cards possible
1: unless your name unless your name is dazzling
0: dead zone but <laughs> <laughs> dead, zone. <laughs> dead zone nah but we do have two big fights this card we got to talk about here in the apex this one here welterweight arguably the deepest division in UFC up there with bantam weight featherweight uh, running the lightweight um we got Neil Magny ranked 10th in the welterweights 26 and 8 Haitian sensation versus Chakrat Rakamanov number 15 in the division 15 and 0 this will be uh every fight has been a finish eight TKO eight TKO seven submissions it really is like the true tried and tested legitimate top 10 welterweight. Not like he's kind of old and fading out. No, he's legitimate top 10 welterweight. He's in his last six fights, he's won five of them. So he's not on no losing streak or anything. Um, he had a seven fight win streak uh, when he joined the UFC. So this, he's, Neil Magny is a legitimate fighter versus Rockmanov, who was former M1. There's another M1 global champion of the world. And then he came over to UFC, and he beat Alex Cowboy Oliveira. He beats Michelle Paisares, who is usually due to steroids. He fails a lot of drug tests. But he's usually the strongest man in the division. Like he's one of them big. He's big, and you know why he's big. And uh, great wrestler, great grappling, and he gets submitted in the second round against my boy, Rakhonov. And then he fights against okay. Carlson Harris, And knocks him out in the first round to lead up into this fight against a top ten Neil Magny. Who Neil Magny, like I said, over twenty UFC fights. He's on like a five, four, four or five win streak right now. He just beat the number uh, like twelfth guy in the division. So this is this is a very solid card here, like very solid co-main event that will shake up the welterweight division. Uh oh. Y'all got any thoughts on this fight? <coughs> any hopes or dreams? We got the the Rockmanov prospect versus the True Try Test the Warrior. And just to let y'all know, Rockmanov is favored in minus four hundred, and Magny's plus
2: three twenty. I'm with the you know, young prospect, man. I want to look. I want to look for the the showcase performance. See if he can put it together and you know put his name out there.
0: It's a good test because Magny. He he's long. He's like Kevin Holland building the welter. Like he was the Kevin Holland of this division before Kevin Holland moved down, because he has an 80 inch reach. He's six foot three. He's bigger than all the other welterweights. Like uh, Masvidal is like five ten. Colby's like five ten. Like six three is pretty tall. He's a good striker. Doesn't really have like once you become top ten, there are no weaknesses. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he's he he's good in wrestling. He's good on his back. He's good at striking. Probably better at striking than he is on wrestling. But being top ten welterweight in the UFC, you don't really have many weaknesses. But is this yeah. the Rockman off showing out party? Is this the hey, I'm here.
2: I'm
0: here. I like. I
1: like. I'm taking you, in this. You know, I rock with my people. But how? What's his fight style like? Does he fight lean, or does he like to um, really get in there with you?
0: He likes to use his range. He reminds me of Kevin Holland without the BJ just like. BJ like Kevin Holland had BJJ before he was striking. Imagine if Kevin Holland was striking and then had BJJ afterwards. That's Neil Magny. Neil Magny learned to be a good ground fighter. He's because over twenty UFC fights, you see a lot of great fighters. Uh, especially if you've been around this long and you have like a lot of win streaks, like a seven fight win streak, a six fight win streak. So like he he's good at defense. He uses his range well. He's good at like, he's good at grappling unless you're a really great grappler. He's good at striking unless you're a really great striker. But if you're not, he's probably better than you in most of those aspects. Just because he's he he's trying to like I cannot downplay enough how like if Shock Rockwinoff made slight work out of Magny, it's like oh shit like this is this is a big deal. <laughs> but he's not gonna fight for a belt or anything. I don't believe, but. Similar to like Tom Aspinall If Tom, how Tom Aspinall came in there and made light work of Drago. Who's always been around top five heavyweight. It's uh it's going to really open people's eyes. Like, Oh shit. Like he's not just a a a, a prospect no more. Uh. And for that reason, I'm going for that boy. I think this is his welcome to the, uh, welcome to the UFC moment, especially on a co-main event. Like a lot of people will be watching. And, uh, we will finally see him tested at a high level, and I think he has it because I haven't seen anyone – like, 15 finishes, and you're doing them with guillotines. You're doing them with fucking head kicks. You're doing them with uppercuts. uh, You're doing them with fucking rear naked – like, you're literally in – I don't know how deep your bag is just because is it the fighters you're fighting aren't that good, which I know isn't true based off your three UFC fights, or are you just that good? And I think he is just that good. That boy's that damn good. That boy's gonna show up. Because after he if he wins this fight, he's like, I don't think Maz would want to see him. Like he would on he'd be he might be propelled like right up there into the top eight, and he would have to fight like a Covington or a, like one of those type of dogs, a Leon Edwards, Gilbert Burns.
2: Gilbert
0: Burns, beast. And then for our main event here, this one here, honestly, is a fucking – if you're an MMA true fan, like, hardcore fan, you're, like, nutty in your pants at this main event right here. You got two super prospects, right? Armin Sarkuwin, number 11, versus Matez Gamrot, gamer, at number 12 in the lightweight division. Another super deep division that once they win this fight, they're going to be propelled up into those who's like, you're going to have to fight a fucking uh, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, uh, Danny Lesch, um all those motherfuckers, Islam. Like, once you beat, once they win this fight, they do have to, they move on to the next big fight. So this is fucking a massive lightweight fight right here.
2: No, this one's going to be a banger from what I look, look and read about and seen. This one's kind of like a 50-50. Both guys are gonna be <clears throat> trying to show they that they could compete for a belt. That's just gonna be a banger, bro, for real. I ain't, I was I didn't even know that much until like a like until you were sending me about the card and stuff to look into it. So I, I started doing my little research. I was like, damn, these boys are some dogs. Nah, deadass. And like
1: 50-50 is something you can't emphasize enough. The fight can go either way. They're both really skilled. They're both really skilled all-around fighters and they can just both do it all. So it makes you wonder who's got who. This is when you meet this is when it this is when the well, end, my favorite term, the unstoppable force means the immovable object. Like what's gonna make shake first? What do you think is gonna be what takes over? You think somebody's gonna be able to get the open hand on feet? or is it going to be the first person to get a takedown and and establish that control?
0: See, what worries me is for the first time, I think, in the long, because Gamrot is a fucking BJJ wrestler, ADC, Euro champ, so he has the credentials. And what worries me is he usually is the better grappler in every fight he's in, so he dominates you and he fucking wins by fucking control, knocks you out on the ground, taps you out. So if he's winning in the exchanges, if he's winning with the in the pocket, getting out, not getting slipped, because I think he has a slight edge in the hands over Sarkewin, but Sarkewin is the only person I've ever seen take Islam down and control Islam. Even though he lost the fight, they still went to a decision and- that, that means not. something. Yeah, that don't fucking happen. And in the next five fights, he just completely mauls everybody. And his last fight literally was one of our first fights on the page that got a big uh, retweet and likes. It was uh, he was dropping elbows from top control and had the guy. It was a blood puddle, a bloody puddle underneath the dude, and he's just bound, bound is dropping him. So he is a force to be fucking uh, not fucked with. And if Gamrock goes for the takedowns first, even if he's winning in these exchanges, is he the better ground fighter? That's the fucking big question here is does like is he, is he the better ground fighter than the guy who actually took Islam down
1: that's interesting that's a great question
0: I think that's what it comes down to because I think Gamrot, even if he's winning in the stand up he he's a natural wrestler you know he's just gonna shoot off of this like oh I got him oh I'm putting my punches together. I got a little opening here, and then that might be a kind of a i think maybe a mistake just because. I think if you're if, like he might go get too greedy, and then Zarqulian might have to wins on the uh, the sprawl. Like he, all of a sudden now he's on top for the round, and I don't think he's gonna. If he didn't let Islam get up. I don't think he's letting Gamrock get up.
1: I respect good, him. I'm personally, me personally, I think I'm rooting for Zarqulian I think he's um he's a he's my type of fighter. He's a, he's a, he's a what's it called genetic genetic freak motherfucker. Yeah. Genetic freak, motherfucker, and he—he—he he can do it all. He has no problem with going. His his, his specialties in the rear naked choke and um. I want to say he, he locked up a kimura on a motherfucker, but like I like his wrestling and his grappling over over. Bro, I feel like he's a little more superior. I think that's the only that's the only category where they make the huge where there's a gap between the two. Because doesn't bro average like five takedowns or something like that. Uh.
0: Yeah, he averages three – Uh no, so Gamrot's the one who averages 5.8 takedowns, and Sarkewian's the one who averages 3.4 – or 3.5. It was like 3.49. I felt this
1: Sarkewian. I think I'm going to have to
0: rock with and, uh, But also, his Gam- – I will say Gamrot's takedown 5.8 so high, because coming from the PFL uh, – not PFL, coming from the KSW where he was double champ, it was a little bit lesser competition, so when he was shooting takedowns, it was he was getting his takedowns a lot more. So that five point eight might be a little bit more inflated, but the ADC Euro champion, gold medalist, a couple of times, you can't you can't inflate that one. But I agree. I think Sarkiwan is the better ground fighter, even without the gold medal. Like <laughs> like when I like you, you can be the better peer BJJ fighter, but that don't make you a better MMA ground fighter. Uh, it's, you get, Like, are you just saying ground fighter with an elbow on your face? I don't think so. Like, so that's why I think he has the edge there. But I'm rocking, like, I think it's a 50-50 fight. But the odds have Gamrod at plus 240 and Sarkillion at minus 300. And at plus 240, I, I'm rocking Gamrod. I think it's a 50-50 fight. I can see Gamrod winning those changes. He has five-round experience being a double champion in the, his, his last promotion. So, he's been there, done that. Not saying Sarkiewicz doesn't have a gas tank because I haven't seen him ever seem out of breath in any of his fights at any moment, any round. So, he probably does have the gas tank, but I think maybe the championship experience might play a little bit. And at plus two, over two to one, I'm taking Gamrod any day. Yeah. I'm rocking with, rockin with Paul's pick, man. Are oh, you <laughs> like – It's true. This is a dogfight for real, though. Like, because someone said that these two fighters combined for 600,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. This is not a a big social media fight, no one, but if you are a true MMA fan, like, this is a fight that you, you probably had circled once they marked the calendar for it, because these are two prospects who maybe one might hold the gold and maybe the other might fight for the gold, might not ever get it, but these are both like, golden contenders if they if they continue especially gamrot too like he just joined america's top team and he's refined his uh, striking he's he's gotten better with his striking you know dustin poirier he might not be the best fighter but he, he i do like his boxing like they do i saw boxing coaches over that top team oh uh, yeah so like his ground game is already nice so if he can get his boxing right he can do it but Sarkulian is also this like fucking unmovable force that just happened to have his first fight in the UFC against Islam. If he didn't have his first fight against Islam, he'd, he'd probably be skyrocketed right now.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. and Like like you said, man, he's the only person to take Islam down. That's a big deal.
0: And go to decision, and one of the judges had him winning a round.
1: That's how you know there's a gap, a gap in skill. Right? <laughs> when people
0: start pulling out those stats for, like, you did good, <laughs> but, man, anything else y'all got to say about this Apex banger?
2: And was, I'm, I'm hyped for that main event, though, for real. I can't wait
0: for that
1: one. Yeah, I think this is going to be, I'm not going to say it, but I think it's going to be another good one. And, like, they just, the UFC is consistent with it, but I need to get caught up in fighter. Like, I keep all trying to watch episode seven, but I'm falling asleep. And hey, don't
0: blame me, bro. I have heard a lot of negative feedback about the ultimate fighter
1: yeah it's not the best season ever but, but that's the best that's the best part about the ultimate fighter it's 30 seasons so if this season kind of adds to you kind of just go slide back to a good season because i started this season by watching this season and season 21 so like season 21 was hit. so like this season i just need to find another season um you help help pick it so
0: I got you. I'll, send you. I'll send you a couple of my favorite seasons after the pod, my bro.
1: I'm on now. I might go to season seven or something. Just cause.
0: But stay tuned for the UFC Apex. And also stay tuned for the pod. If you haven't already, please give us a like. Please subscribe. Um, And if you're listening to us on where you get your podcast, you can always find us on that YouTube if you want to watch your favorite podcasters as they do their thing. And uh, stay tuned because we're also dropping a fucking triple header, three belts on the line boxing brought to you by the zone. And uh we'll catch y'all again. And if you don't know, now you know, motherfuckers.
2: Got a problem quick, being problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting? Then my gang got tools. You cook call them boy crap, man. This game got rules, man. You better watch your passage. This ain't medicines. Been on that rock star regimen Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than I've ever been I got a problem with